Hello, it's Jamie from My Dad Wrote a Porno. Now, Christmas just wouldn't be Christmas without my dad writing some really terrible erotic literature. And Rocky Flintstone has not disappointed this year, because 2018's Christmas Porno Special is available right now exclusively on Spotify for two weeks only to get you in the festive mood. Not only that, but you can listen to all four seasons of My Dad Wrote a Porno, as well as thousands of other amazing podcasts, all for your oral pleasure. Just head over to Spotify and start listening now. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 199 of The Startup Diary. I am with my lovely co-host, Adam Callow. Hey people, how are you? Don't know why I asked the question. (laughs) (laughs) We're all over the place today. Guys, we are continuing on from a question we had from a James. uh, I believe you've got the message in front of you, Adam. Um, Yep, got it in front of me. So let's just dive into this one. Quick fire now. Let's just, boom, I'm flying high on coffee. (laughs) (laughs) So in the last question uh, that James submitted in, it was sort of, around your personal development and how mm-hmm. that's impacted you in the business. Yep. So we riffed off that in episode 198. And the second part of that question that we covered off, but we didn't have time to get to, is what is your attitude towards more formal learning and development in small organizations? Does expert trades link its staff performance system through to learning and development requirements slash opportunities? So a couple of things there. So what James is asking is, one, firstly, how do how do I think about the importance of development and learning opportunities in small business? And then how do we do that here at Expert Trades? So if you, if I just take the idea of learning and development off the table, mm-hmm. I think this is more of a, this is more of a retention thing for your employees. As in, if you've got good quality people in your team, good quality people always want to improve. It's as simple as that. Good quality people always want to improve and they want to be challenged. I think there's a couple of different stages that take place in a business. And if you look at what you were doing, go back into the last show and you'll hear about wearing multiple hats. Uh, You were wearing five or six different hats. So at that point in time, we didn't have to externally do learning and development opportunities for you because you had five or six different things that you were personally learning as you went. And that was your opportunity to sort of work out what you are good at and what you can become best in the world at. With where you are now you've excelled me in everything that you do in terms of as the founder of the company, I used to wear 10 different hats. So I did everything. Yeah. My job is to bring people in that are better than me at those skills. And for a certain, for probably for about 18 months with the, within the team is I was teaching people things around websites, SEO, even sit with you on Photoshop and bits like that. But now you're better than me at Photoshop. You're better than me at Final Cut, which is perfect, which means I then have to, as the company owner, work out how do I keep you on your game for the business in Mm. terms of if I look at it uh, from your perspective is what new camera equipment out there? What are the new ways that people shoot video? What are the new Facebook video ads that Harry should be aware of that we should be shooting to impact the business? So there's, there's very commercial ideas around how do I keep my team best in class to make sure that they perform well for me and our clients? And the second part of that is if you are doing the same thing day in, day out, you will get into the same position you were in your old job. You'll get to the point where I'm happy, I'm comfortable, I don't like wearing steel toe cap boots. And if you don't know that reference, go back and listen <laughs> to the last show. And that is a massive risk for all business owners because if your team start to feel a little bit undervalued because the company isn't supporting them in the growth areas they want to do well in, then you're going to lose people. 
and it's a and this is just me being very brutally honest it's a lot lot cheaper to reward your staff with go on this training course go on that compared to losing your staff and having to replace them so i think and this is a huge topic for us at the moment because i've had to just put my budget together because we run april to may yep that's about right um may to yeah, the other way around, May to April. Thank you. It didn't make sense. It's <laughs> a short it? financial year. <laughs> <laughs> so we, so I've just had to basically put my budget together, and as part of that is where we are as a team at the moment. Is I can't actually level the rest of my team up. Mm. So to get to James's question, to make it a little bit more concise, is I think in a young company, there's a lot of internal learning that should take place, and there's a lot of cheap learning that should take place. You went onto YouTube. Matt went on to. I paid for some courses for Matt to go on some web thing. I can't remember what it was, but he just sent me a bill every month and I paid it. And that was him doing his own personal development. I think there's lots of little cheap ways to do stuff to help level up or skill up mm. your team. But where we are today is I can't add the value that I want to because people are better at me. So I know that in the next 12 months, I've had to put a budget aside for training courses. Um, like Edie's looking at a course. She, oh, Edie did look at a course recently and it was way too expensive. Uh, so, we wound, <laughs> so we wound that back in. But little things like you with your drone and your drone license, that is a financial commitment we make yeah. as a business. One, because commercially, we'll be able to monetize it and make money off it. But also it's a new piece of tech. You clearly enjoy it. It's something new to be, keep pushing you. And that's a win-win for both mm. me and you. So one, James, I think it's super important. I'm sorry, this is more of a monologue. Um, in terms of me just speaking at Harry while I'm no, no, deep- I, I would, I would have jumped in, but you, you've nailed it on the head. I think just going back to what you're saying about the different stages of the company early on, um, every, I think everyone that was here and is still here is, um, was very driven to 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 excel at the role that they want to fit into in the first place. So, yep. I think that's kind of down to the individual on an individual basis but if someone if someone wants to do something they'll try and improve in their own time like without whether they pay for it themselves or or it just it's just in their own personal time and things like that so yep it's fine i think the people finding the right people that want to do well in any role just a players yeah like b b and c players they get complacent and they're just happy with doing the same thing day to day Mm. and sadly in a startup I think in any business, but I think when you get to scale, you can't have a team only of A players. I think just as you get to 20, 30, 50, 60 people, you'll end up with B players and C players and you probably need them for certain roles. But, th- but that's because the company is big enough to support and, and like you say, probably needs just those. Yeah, we don't need to sweat to- every single yeah. hour in the business to extract as yeah. much value out as possible. But I think it's a really good point. The people that you hire, they should be leading, they should be driven enough to say, like literally knock on my door, Adam, I want to do this course because mm-hmm. I need to learn X. It's going to cost this. If I, I was going to pay for it, would you pay for it? Can we split it? Whatever it is. Mm. In a, and the thing is, I always set the tone. We're a small business, which means we can't go and spend fortunes on conferences and have people out of the office for two, three days at a time. But as we grow, we are getting to a position now where I can't internally support people the way that I want to. I don't have the time. I don't have the knowledge. So external support is definitely something that we're looking at this year. In terms of how I relate it back to the actual KPIs or performance system within the business. I don't think that's a good way for, for us to set it up only because independently you cannot be successful on your own. So what I didn't want to do is say, Harry, yeah, you can get a drone license if the video production part of the business generates X revenue in mm. the next three months. I can't do that with you because you're not solely responsible for that part of the business. What I much prefer doing is saying, guys, 
on a more macro scale as a business, if the company does well, what is on your wish list? Yeah, that sort of thing, and that's the approach that I'm taking in terms of, uh, and it's sort of like a, a profit share, but for opportunities. So yeah, we're, we're, we're making it. We're making on that. We're making a gear list at the moment of of what we need, what we'd like to have, and so if we can hit certain markers, it's like okay, great, we get a new lens, for example. Yep. So which is like all nice little toys for you, uh, but it's rewarded on the fact that the company mm, does well, yeah. um, and I think there's a couple of different breakdowns of that in terms of there are opportunities for you in your career to do well. And the thing that pisses me off more than anything is the attitude of you don't want to skill up your employees too much because you'll have to pay them more, <laughs> which is just so counterintuitive and stupid. It's ridiculous. But you see that mentality and I've seen it in previous organizations. People don't want to send people on management courses because then they have to become a manager, which means you have to pay the management rates. But surely if you're adding value to them, they should be adding more value into the business. Mm. And if that's, if that's not your mentality as a business owner, you're definitely doing something wrong. I think as you add value to your team, you gain loyalty. And as you add value to the team, they in turn will be able to generate the business more revenue. It's a win-win. And I might literally, I know we've, we go back, but the way that I think about this is if you come into the business and we don't know each other and I trained you up, you might leave in four years' time. And I might have spent so much time and energy training you up to become best in the world at videography. But if I've done my job properly, I've got as much value as I needed out of you yeah. in those four years. So it's been a win-win. You'll look back and say, fucking hell, Expert Trades was the place that I built my fundamentals and my platform. And I'll look back and say, Harry was a really good guy. He earned me some money over the last four years and fair play to him and good luck. Mm. That's the mentality that I think you have to take as a business owner. I had a, we were interviewing a guy yesterday and one of the things that I always bring up in interviews, because I asked him what their salary expectation is, just outright, which I immediately always follow with, I have a number written down of where my budget is. But what I don't want to do is tell you where I'm at and then you fit within my bracket because I don't want you coming to work for a, for a salary that you're not actually happy with. The thing that I hate about companies more than anything is this mentality of I'll pay you just enough so you come to work and you'll come to work and do just enough work yeah. that I don't fire you, <laughs> which is what 95% yeah. of companies are set up like, which... I know we've gone off on a bit of a tangent here, but that there's there's no drive for the for the employee to to if, put in any more effort than is required of them. If you why, why would you want to excel at something that no one's going to pay you like pay you any show you any respect for by paying you what you exactly what you, earn, what you earn? Why are you going to stay till eight o'clock at night to finish a project for a client when you know that your boss, your manager, your company doesn't actually value you? All boils down to that. And I try and show the way that I value my employees in a number of different ways, not just about training and opportunities. I try and show them in, in like events, meetups, food, mm. dinner, drinks, everything, just the, the good social side of the business. And for me, I've tried to make sure that I'm aligned in terms of the team know that if the business does well, they do well in whatever form that takes. James, hopefully that answers your question, mate. Uh, we don't have that formal policy around if you get if you do this, you get X. We do it more of a global macro scale as a business. If the company does well, everyone does well. Um, I don't know how long that's sustainable for. We're, we're yeah, a company I think of 10. it might be when the it, size of the team that affects exactly. that. But. Yeah, and I think as we grow, uh, things will come into play where we might have to do independent or division-based reward schemes. Mm. I don't know, but that's, that's not a worry or a topic for me today. James, hopefully that helps. 
Guys, if you want to get in touch and have a question just like James did, you can email harrison at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle, one S at the end. Or you can hit us up on the gram. Adam. Which is on Startup Podcast on Instagram, guys. This is episode 199. Stay tuned and look forward to episode 200. We're grabbing Live in. from Miami. <laughs> Ignore this guy. <laughs> uh, we are bringing in different members of the team. And what we're going to try and do at least every 100 shows and maybe every 50 is give you a current state of affairs of where we are with expert trades because what we're trying to do here is document the good the bad and the ugly about building this business so we're going to bring members of the team on and give you what we are doing how we are doing it and basically what we're going to try and achieve in the next 12 months and we will be trying to hold ourselves accountable to documenting that as often as we can because the whole premise of this show is basically explaining just how fucking hard building a business is but also how rewarding it can be thanks for being listening to the show guys if you have any questions fire them in speak to you soon Hey guys, and welcome to episode 199 of the Startup Diary. Today, I am with, well, not that it's any different, I'm with Adam. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's just, that's just throwing me for a <laughs> It's like I make shit up sometimes. Cool. <laughs>